The Barefoot Lunch podcast is sponsored by TamagoDB, an intuitive cloud-based ATS and recruitment marketing platform that streamlines and accelerates your recruitment process. It's built for recruitment agencies in Japan, providing bilingual functionality, helping recruitment agencies make quality placements quickly. TamagoDB also offers a suite of recruitment marketing solutions, including website design, social media strategy, video production, and more, which helps you get your message out. I've been doing recruitment in Japan for over 20 years, and I found using TamagoDB has been a huge benefit to our company, being able to really implement video in a big way for our business. So if you want to make an impact and you don't want to spend a lot of money, I highly recommend you reach out to Tamago DB and find out what they can offer. Welcome to the Barefoot Lunch Podcast, dedicated to helping CEOs hire exceptional people and individuals realizing their ambitions, potential, and land sweet jobs. I'm your host, David Sweet. Welcome as we talk about the DISC behavior assessment, uh, which is a psychometric profile, which a lot of companies use different profiles in their recruitment process. Uh, For me, I, I like DISC. DISC is the one that I've used the longest, and we'll go through today why I use uh, DISC and uh, why I find it beneficial and the benefits to it and what it does and does not do for your recruitment process. I'll also tell you a little bit about how I use it within my own recruitment process. And if you're at the end of this interested in learning more about DISC profiles, please drop me a line, let me know. Or you can go to the Barefoot Lunch website where you can purchase uh, DISC profiles uh, for you and your team if that's something that would be of interest. So first question is, should you use psychometric testing for your company in recruitment? A lot of big companies like to have certain types of people within their company. And so they find that a psychometric test is an easy way to evaluate and build out a diverse team based on what people take as a test. Uh, I find that psychometric profiles do have a place, but on the whole, if a recruitment process is put into place with very good interviews at each stage of the, the interview process, a psychometric test is just not going to tell you that much more. An SPI test may. Uh, one that's looking for technical skills out, is outstanding, definitely should be done. But a psychometric test, maybe not as much so. I've had a lot of companies that have used psychometric testing and the, the candidates themselves were either selected by, because of the test or they were deselected because of it. 
I, I've seen a lot of companies that just downright ignored what the the psychometric tests said. They said it was just a tool of HR, and the hiring manager said, "We want this employee, and we don't really care what the psychometric test says." So in that instance, it's just not a valued tool if not everybody's going to buy into the system and use it. So in effect, everybody needs to get on the same page uh, with the tool and decide they're going to use it or not use it and that it's going to be a valuable uh, asset to making the decision. However, I take the stance that a psychometric tool should never be used to be to make a decision or not make a decision. For me, it's just one more tool of assessment, but I'll never use it as my final decision. So the disk, what, what is the disk profile? So the disk profile is a profile that measures behavior. Um, it's been around f- since the early... 1900s. It was developed by Dr. William Marston, who was looking at behavioral dimensions of of people and behavior patterns. And so, what I like about DISC is it it measures um, behaviors. So there's other tests like Myers Briggs, which measure personality. Um, and I prefer the behavior model more than, uh, say, a personality. Let me explain why. If you imagine a um, target, and in the center of the bullseye of the target, you have basically a person's DNA and their environment. All people are born, they have a DNA and they have their environment, and that's what really forms us as people. The next ring around the target is personality. Now, personality doesn't change that much over time. Personality is a very slow glacial change through a person. Uh, usually an elementary school person, will teacher will recognize a lot of the personality traits that you have now. Your parents will recognize behavior traits that you have 20 years before. So behavior, uh, personality just doesn't change that much uh, unless there's something traumatic or... Uh, big in a person's life that will shift the behavior, the personality. Now, the next ring in the circle is behavior. Now, behavior can change all the time. We do it naturally. We behave with our friends one way, family another, with a spouse one way, children another. When we're in work settings, we behave one way, and when we're out with friends, a completely different way. So behavior is very changeable, and that's partly what I like, is you can always change behavior. However, certain behaviors tend to be more dominant uh, than others. And that's what DISC measures, is uh, the dominant behaviors that a person has. 
And they divide it up into four categories, which is the acronym of DISC, dominance, D, influence, I, steadiness, S, and C for conscientious. Uh, Basically, you have four quadrants where you have the Ds, which would be uh, more direct, results-oriented, decisive, competitive problem solvers. That would be your top left quadrant. Uh, To the right of that is your eyes, your influencers, which are charming, they're enthusiastic, optimistic, persuasive, inspiring. They're they're very outgoing, people-oriented. So the top two, the D and the I, tend to be more outgoing, uh, driven. Then on the bottom, we have S, which is steadiness. So these behaviors tend to be around understanding, team players, patient, stable, sincere. And then the C's, uh, conscientious, tend to be more analytical, diplomatic, precise, compliant, objective. So these four types of behaviors are ones that can be measured and people tend to gravitate towards. Um, D's tend to be more outgoing, driven, and they'll tend to gravitate towards jobs like sales or teaching or anything that's just very outgoing. I's will be people people and may gravitate towards HR or marketing. S's are steady and very good team players, and they'll tend to gravitate towards a marketing or a back office sort of function. And then C's, conscientious, tend to gravitate towards analytical numbers-based, so they could be engineers, uh, supply chain, uh, accountant sorts of people. So in a way, if you can test for those different behaviors, then you'll know what type of person will be going into a specific job. So, for example, if you're wanting to hire salespeople that are outgoing and driven, you you might not want to hire someone that's steady. All right? That might not be the best place for that type of behavior. It doesn't mean that someone with a strong S Uh, behavior can't do sales and they can't change their behavior. Of course they can. It just might not be as natural and it might not be as pleasant. Likewise, if you're hiring, say, for an accounting position, you would want someone conscientious, but perhaps for your specific accounting position, you would want someone with more leadership skills, more outgoing people development skills, you would look for someone with more of the uh, influencer uh, type in their behavior. So you can give a disc uh, when you're doing your interviewing, and for 8,000 yen, you can find out what type of behavior someone prefers. How I use the assessments for hiring for my office is we will generally go through and give the assessment after a couple of interviews 
So we're pretty serious about hiring the person by this time, and we know we like them. So the, the price tag to spend money for the assessment is not such a big uh, decision, decision maker for us because we've pretty much decided to hire the person. Second, we want to make sure for us that the person fits on the team. We'd like to have a diverse team with different viewpoints. So we don't want any one type for our team. We want a variety of types. That's just how our office has decided to build around that. And so we will take a look and make sure that we don't have a whole team of Ds, for example. Um, the next part is that we will use the disk afterwards for onboarding the, the employee. So once we onboard them, we'll use the disk profile for doing some team building exercises with the office staff so that they'll get to know their their co-workers and they'll be able to recognize which behavior types that they work with and the best way to communicate with them. Also, uh, it's a great tool for salespeople, which majority of our office is. And so we'll use the, the tool to teach how to talk to different people within an organization. For example, you speak to a CEO differently than you would the HR director. They would most likely have different behavior types. Also, different cultures tend to have different types. For example, um, in Japan, there tends to be more geared towards steadiness and conscientious, partly because our school system in Japan tends to emphasize rote memory and, uh, and group activity and uh, being homogeneous within a group. Whereas European or American counterparts tend to be more D or I because their school systems tend to emphasize public speaking and having uh, expressing one's individual thoughts and going out and being very gregarious and um, communicative. So for that reason... Uh, it, when you're going in a meeting with a client, if they're Japanese or if they are European, you would know um, how you might want to structure your communications. So we'll, and our company use DISC as well as a training tool once we bring someone on board. So in, in summary, um, do I recommend psychometric testing for recruitment? It really depends what you're trying to to accomplish. I just don't think you need to if you feel you have a good enough recruitment process in place and everybody agrees what the outcome is. However, I do think that there is a place for psychometric testing within the recruitment process that helps, uh, you know, helps people understand the person that they're talking to and they're interviewing and to help um, see things that they might not have understood before when they were work when they were interviewing 
And because of that, you can ask maybe some better direct questions about the employee before hiring them. As a, as a training tool for communications and sales, I, I love DISC. I think it's wonderful. It's a simple tool to use. Um, the D-I-S-C uh, is usually simple enough that uh, salespeople can remember it, which is uh, part of the reason that I've used it. I've used a lot of different tools over the years, but I find that there's um, the most written about and backed up uh, on disk. It's backed by Wiley Publishing in the U.S., which is a very respectable company, uh, and it's been around for over 100 years. So there's a lot of support behind what's gone in uh, to make the psychometric uh, evaluation. So there you have it, uh, disk profiles. If you want more information, feel free to reach out to me about that. Um, I've been using it, uh, disk profiles for about 30 years, and uh, I'm happy to uh, hear from you and discuss more about what uh, the disk profile can and can't do and how you could implement that into your business. Thank you so much for listening. Always a pleasure. Hope you found this helpful. If you have, please uh, go on to iTunes and leave us a rating. We always appreciate that. And as always, feel free to drop me a line and let me know any products or services that you'd like us to review or anybody that you think would be beneficial to helping your business to recruit better. I uh, hope you have a, uh, have a happy barefoot lunch wherever you're at today with your bento box or your sandwich. This brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for being a listener. The Barefoot Lunch podcast is released on the 1st and 15th of the month and can be found on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast. If you like what you've heard, please leave a rating and a nice comment. And thank you. Our original music was composed and performed for the Barefoot Lunch podcast by Sweeney Davis. Thank you.